Minutia Man is up next. But first, take a listen to this other great Opie show. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we talk all about the new Chevy Corvette C8, as only the Car Guys Report can do. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me, Lou Costable, and our man in the field, Roger Rexroad, for part one of this very special episode of the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hey, hey. All right, now what are you doing? You're doing a... Come on. Is that a ballerina pose? No, I'm going to start every show with a yoga pose. Oh, that's yoga. Right. This is the tree pose. The tree pose. Right, the Riksanasana. Okay. It actually has your name in it, Rick. Yeah. So, yep. uh, yeah, because I'm kind of like a yoga guy. Oh, my God, Rick, I feel so at ease with the universe right now. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's just, well, I really wish the uh, listen. we should start taking pictures of the visual gags that you start our show with every week. Yeah, we can go back to uh, vaudeville. Was it? Yeah. yeah, we can. We can just. You know what? We should just do a vaudeville podcast. We should. You That'd did not. Great. You did not like my idea of doing a podcast in Morse code. I did not like that idea. No, and I still am not a fan of your mime humor <laughs> on the um, radio. I was talking to uh, my family about this the other night. Uh-huh. They were asking me who are some of the guests coming up, and. Uh, and I said, you know, on days that we don't have a guest, Dave wants to do like Shields and Yarnell <laughs> as, uh, you know, the mime guests. Marcel. And, uh, uh, or Marcel uh, Marceau. Marcel Marceau. And, uh, and Sean goes, well, that'd be really funny. I said, yeah, it'd be funny for about eight seconds. Well, then we could do an eight-second interview. Eight seconds. What, what, then, well, the next time we have a celebrity who says that they don't want to do the show or they cancel at the last minute. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Burt Ward, for instance. <laughs> Hold okay. it. Okay. Hold it. <laughs> or the, the guy who played Meat from Porky's. You know? I forgot about him. Yeah, he... Uh, that jag. Yeah, he thought we were too disrespectful. Yes. And the dude played Meat in Porky's. Yeah, yeah the, and, and his big joke was pulling his penis out of his <laughs> pants and having it splash in the urinal. Speaking of which, I actually have a public bathroom story. Okay. Uh, as you know, I get into some awkward situations in public bathrooms. Yes, because you actually go in them. Right. Um, so I'm at the Old Orchard Mall in Skokie. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of tea in the morning. Yeah. So I had to go to the bathroom to eliminate. Okay. okay? So I go to the bathroom and there were two urinals mm-hmm. and they were occupied. Two people got there before me. Okay. So, so I'm waiting and I was not in a particular rush or I was not. I mean, it wasn't like I was in the bottom of the ninth inning or anything. Right. Right. Exactly. There's no, no, there's no pain yet. No. Right. And I'm like, you know, okay. So the guy finishes up in front of me and he walks, you know, he, and I say to him inexplicably, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Do you have you ever said thank you to somebody after they for get for finishing their for no. giving up their yeah I pro- I probably have I say thank you all the time but I've never I never yeah. say so the guy turned at me and he goes for what <laughs> and I'm like I don't know I don't know why I never say thank you to people that are in front of me in the urinal and then so I go to the urinal and the guy next to me looks at me and goes you're gonna thank me too and I'm like, it's wow. almost like a forty second awkward wow. moment there so hmm. yeah. Well, I'm going to have to watch the thank yous. Right. So I don't know why I said it. I, I find myself saying thank you to everything. Really? To everyone yeah. all the time. That's just me. You're a German. 
I, I and, and you had, and you had some weird dream you were talking about. Well, I mean, is this a weird? Dr- I dreamt last night that I had a pet lion, <laughs> and and I don't know why we got the lion right. in my dream. I'm like, and, you know, we had to like put uh, gates up in the house and stuff, and and the lion's just jumping over the gates. He's a lion. <laughs> like, what are we doing with a lion? What? Whose stupid <laughs> idea was this to get a lion? And I, you know, couldn't let him outside. It's snowing. Yeah, right. You know, sure. Lions don't like snow. Liability with the neighbors. The community is not going to be happy how with a lion. How much food? Do, I don't, I'm thinking to myself, how much food does a lion eat? You know, a lion right. must this is t- going to cost like $12,000 a year. Yeah, I mean, this was not well thought out. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So and that, you're allergic to cats. And, and I'm allergic to cats, and this is a this is a big cat. <laughs> right, so. so, yeah, I just thought that was kind of a strange dream, and I'd love to have that analyzed. <laughs> well, if you know, we should get a dream analyzer person on the air. Yeah, that's a good That'd idea. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Right? Uh, speaking of guests, we've got yes. Vicky Quanti coming up in a little, uh, in a few minutes. Yes, if you have... If been in Chicago for the last 30 years, you've run into one of Vicky Quaddy's uh, performances. She was the person who came up with Late Night Catechism, which was a big hit. And she had the longest running religious comedy mm-hmm. ever. She is a Catholic comic. Not a comic that uh, is Catholic, but although I- she is Catholic. But it, uh, a comic who only does comedy about being a Catholic. Well, that... Yeah, because, you know, the Jews, we got that covered. <laughs> you do. Right. So the, you, you need some Catholic humor, right? Yeah, so so she'll be on a bit later, so looking okay. forward to that. So we have uh, some minutia? Yeah. Okay, here we go. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. Hey, by the way, I ran into that voice that just did our... Vinny, min- yeah, sure. Ran into him last night. He, he says hello. Oh, we should have him on again, too. We should. Why don't we just get to a point where there's just the guests do the show? Just to repeat? No, just have them come into the office at 10 o'clock and just do the show. We can sleep in. Fine with me. Um, you know that I'm a nature guy, right? <laughs> yes. Well, you've just been doing yoga. I mean, yeah, right, exactly. You are in tune. Uh, you know, I uh, and I love nature documentaries. I can just sit yeah. all day watching a nature documentary. Yeah. Okay. Um, but here's something that we got um, from London, or from England, but it actually is London. Wildlife show goes horribly wrong after Komodo dragon destroys camera trying to have sex with it. <laughs> A filming of a BBC wildlife show went horribly wrong when a Komodo dragon destroyed the camera while trying to have sex. According to The Sun, that's the newspaper, not our star, Yeah. Uh, while filming for Spy in the Wild 2, the crew had installed their expensive camera equipment inside a dummy pig and a female dummy of a Komodo dragon to get footage of the pack of giant lizards. Have you ever seen a Komodo dragon? They're huge. Yeah, they're just, and they're scary, and they... And they, their tongue, I think, is full of poison and well, stuff. Why a pig? Well, that that I don't know. That is, uh, I, I have no idea. I don't know why the if the pig is like a voyeur. If they want, maybe they can't have sex unless a pig is watching. Uh, I, I have don't no know. idea. So things turned ugly when one of the giant lizards yeah. decided to mate with the female lizard, who was fake. Ah, right. Uh, in an attempt, <laughs> this is funny. In an attempt at foreplay. The lizard sank its razor-sharp claws into her back. Now, I'm not an expert, nor have I ever really been particularly interested in 
foreplay. Uh-huh. Okay, but <laughs> but I'm not I'm not sure that sinking your razor sharp claws into your lady friend is going to set the mood. Very well, well, you never know. You, know, you never uh, know. Some people are into that. You know, foreplay for to me is like golf. You know, it's okay. I'm not going to spend the effort to get good at it. You know what I mean? Right? <laughs> and you, you end up screaming, four! <laughs> so when the dummy didn't respond to the male dragon, let's just call him Steve. Okay. okay. So when Sally, the dummy, didn't yeah. didn't respond to Steve, and I, I'm familiar with that, uh, the lizard got frustrated, Steve got frustrated, and took it out on the dummy pig. So he's about to have, he was trying to have sex with Sally, yeah. and then he gets aggravated, so he goes to the pig, the dummy pig next to, yeah. next to him, and just absolutely eviscerates the pig. Wow. And destroys all of the equipment. That's like the old kick the dog uh, theory right. there. Right. Uh, so... Executive producer John Downer told The Daily, with its massive claws, this dragon starts raking at the skin and ripping the skin off of the female pig. Jeez. Uh, and, and they couldn't do anything to stop it. They're going to go, you know, please stop, you know, right. Steve, stop, yeah. you know, the $15,000 worth of equipment. He also added um, that to add more to the bizarreness to the situation, Downer added that most surprising thing is when they're having sex, they sound so much like humans. You know, let's face it. Isn't it more accurate to say that we sound like kimono dragons? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, Other than the begging, you know, right. isn't it pretty much exactly right. the same? Right. And I often don't cut my fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. There you go. That's swell. Uh, well, you know, this is uh, this show is coming out uh, the day after Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you went crazy out of your way to all make out. this a special all out i actually was out to dinner with my wife last night okay get it out of the way and uh it, we discussed it i yeah. said you know hey just so you know for valentine's day this year you're getting nothing yeah. she goes oh good because i'm not getting you anything right. either i said okay good and every year i think to myself do i really have this understood correctly you're you're hoping right well i'm i'm i've been told so many times by her just we're not celebrating that's ridiculous we're not celebrating that which i am a hundred percent on board with every, every day with you is a problem. and then every <laughs> but then every like i don't know february 12th or 13th i start thinking to myself yeah. she's really playing me that? this is a 36 year yeah. con job that's going on well i'm getting the hundred white doves delivered today Oh, that nice. I'm going to release nice. on, on Valentine's Day. With well, me. I was going to put rose petals all over the house, but the lion <laughs> is going to eat it all. Right. Oh, my God. The rose petals and the cat. You'd be, yeah. you'd be snorking all day. All right. So listen to this. This is a Valentine's story uh, coming to you from San Antonio, Texas. If you want sweet revenge instead of chocolates for Valentine's Day, check out this special offer. The San Antonio Zoo in Texas said it will name a rat after your ex and feed it to a snake on Valentine's Day. They're charging 25 bucks for the service. 25 bucks? It's, you know, it's a, right, okay. a way to raise some money. All right. Um, but if, if that's too much for you, and apparently it is too much for you <laughs> right, based on your right, reaction, right. for $5, you can name a cockroach after your ex. Okay, that's, I think I'd be more. And the zoo will feed it then to a bird or another animal. All right, so... I, what do they do? They do they make a little hello. My name is yeah. That's what Sally. I mean. and yeah, put it I on the rat so. and uh-huh. they put it on the rat and they give it to the snake. I think it's brilliant. 
I, I, you know, I don't really have any exes that yeah. I feel this way about. Right. Certainly not the $25. And it's been, you know, what, at least 36. 30 years, right? Right, right, right. right. Uh, but ex-bosses. Yeah, good. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Or co-workers or, you know, this could... No, like Meat from Porky's, the guy who played yeah. Meat from Porky's. We yeah. should do that. We'll, we'll be discussing another one in a few moments here. Um, uh, what happens if you name... Okay, and again, I don't have any ex-girlfriends, but let's say you... Name your and the snake's like I'm not touching that. <laughs> well, that's a great point, right? It's like the snake didn't even want to go anywhere close. Yeah, to Yeah, or way. the snake's full, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, how many rats can a snake eat? They better have a lot of snakes. That's all I'm saying. Um, uh, you know, it's not only Valentine's Week, Dave. Mm-hmm. This is a very special time for uh, minutia men. Pictures and countries report. Uh, well, yes, there's that. What what a week. <laughs> Pictures and Catches Report. Right, right. It's also Abraham Lincoln's birthday you know, on the 12th yeah. of February. Oh, I think which I know means I know where this is going. Okay. Which means... This is a poem that I wrote when I was in sixth grade. It's called Honest Abe. <clears throat> Honest Abe, he was called, and we are sure he was not bald. When he was young, he read and read, and even when he was in bed. But until the day he died, he had still never lied. He was one of our leaders, and a good one at that, who always wore a very high hat. And just as he wanted, and just as he got, except for a man with a dangerous plot. John Wilkes Booth was a very bad man, and surely not a Lincoln fan. He put a great leader into his grave who wanted so much to save every slave. Dave Stern, 1974. You know, uh, Carl Sandburg can suck it. <laughs> you know? We have to play that. So, you know, I'm feeling a little bit like the way Paul McCartney probably feels. Oh, is that right? Well, you know, it's no doubt this was a very important piece of art. <laughs> yes, people still talking about it. You know, it. so Paul McCartney, I'm sure he's constantly hearing yesterday all the time, and it gets awkward for him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So every year, the, the Honest it's Day poem gets flopped off from very much like when that. I wrote it in sixth grade. Yes. Yeah, so it All right. Is, it's so. time for this little feature here. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity, uh, the one I... He pulled out last week. Apparently, was uh, Burt Ward. Burt Ward, right? And if I'm if I remember correctly, you couldn't read it. Yes, correct. Yes, right. So Burt Ward, for those of you who uh, are not our age, over or under forty five, yeah. he was Robin in Batman and Robin in the old in the TV in the in 60s the original show TV in program. the TV show, which was a great show. That was awesome. And Adam the, West was, and they had like the. They had these great guest stars. Were the Beatles in Batman? No, the no. Monkeys were. Yeah, were the monkeys? something like that. But they would have these great Yeah, like guest they'd stars. be walking up the side right. of a, a building and Sammy Davis Jr. would open <laughs> right, up a window. Right. Um, but yeah, they, they were, it was a, a great show. I still watch it when I see right. when I and all the robber it. And all the robbers had the black yeah. face mask with the right. stripes. We're just talking about that <laughs> not too long ago. Yeah. So anyway, Burt Ward. There was a story, I think, in People Magazine back in the 90s, maybe in the early O's, about Burt Ward. And he had this uh, firm that uh, he started. He does like, um, his company does like sound effects or something or special effects for movies. And he has his own company. And 
they listed the name of the company in the article. You call him. I right. called him up. Sure. And got his, and it was his home phone number. He's like, you know, we've got a company, you know. Right. <laughs> it was like one of our kind of companies, right? Um, it, wasn't like a, it wasn't like a suite of offices, <laughs> yeah, you sure, know what I'm saying? Sure. But anyway, so he answered the phone himself. And I talked to him. I said, you Do know. Do you think his phone was red, like the commissioner's phone? <laughs> um, and I said to him, you know, uh, I'm calling you from Chicago. We've got a very popular morning show here in Chicago. We'd love to have you on the show. And he said, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. Wow. I said, why? He said, well, first of all, West Coast Time morning to, show. Right, right, that's three in the morning. I'm yeah, not, I'm there's not, there's but, no way. I'm not getting up early yeah. to do it. Okay. So, I, you know, I, I, I was trying to get him on as a mystery guest. That was going to be the the bit. The shtick that yeah. people would ask questions or whatever. He also was offended by that. Really? Yeah. He doesn't want it. What if nobody guesses me? You know? Yeah. Well, which... I know. I kind of get that. Yeah, 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 I kind of yeah. get that. Um, but anyway, um, he was kind of he was kind of a jag about it. Okay, kind of a jag about it. Well, so a few weeks ago, we were talking about Burt Ward. Where no, you yeah, found your. Book. I found my old celebrity right. phone book, and I called him again. Same number. Same number. Still there. Yeah. Uh, he will not be joining us. On, <laughs> really? On the podcast. Did, yeah. What did he say? Even Just... though I said it's a very flexible. Time frame, time sure. Frame. Yeah, not interested. Did you tell him that we've had, the, you know, uh, Rick Roma, or Robert Romanus from Fast Times at yeah, Ridgemont High? The Mooch. Yeah, uh, we had the uh, Mooch. Mark Cute. You didn't. Denny Lane. Were, you know. were Champagne Urbana's premier funny men from the mid eighties? You'd think that these things would mean something really? to him, something. but all right. Well, so he's dead to me. Yeah, screw it. You know what? He wasn't even that good in that show. No, you know what? He sucked. Yeah. Holy, so. holy shit, Batman! <laughs> yeah. You suck. Right. You and you and the guy who played Meat from Porky's can just go hang out in your little <laughs> whatever. All right. Well, let me uh, do the next. Um, let me. Okay. So that's a kind of an unsatisfying story, but you know you got to have those stories too. Uh, the. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm sure all of our uh, listeners in Costa Rica are going to love this one. The Empire Carpet Man. <laughs> or I think people know the Empire Carpet Man, or at least... Nationally? I mean, it's... You know, I was watching a, a show the other day, I think it was based in New York, and someone sang the Empire Carpet Jingle. All right, well... Maybe... So it must have been national. Okay. Well, the Empire Carpet Man will be the story, and for those of you who don't know, he was a spokesperson for Guess What Company. <laughs> Empire Carpet. <laughs> right, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that's a good story, too. All right, well, we've got a break coming up, and then afterwards, we've got Vicky Quanti coming up. Okay. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. I'm Steve Baskerville. I'm Howard Sudbury. I'm going to show you my doodle. <laughs> Can you see my doodle from where you no. are? You know who else would? Walter Jacobson would doodle. And his doodle one day was close to my doodle. <laughs> he, uh, so you've seen his doodle. Sure. Uh, <laughs> he's seen your doodle. He's seen my doodle more than one day. Uh, back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to you, an Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. This week on Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview, 
We talk with Bob Romanus. He played Mike Damone in the classic Fast Times at Ridgemont High. What is the strangest place that you have ever been recognized? I was floating down the Kern River up here in uh, Southern California. And uh, I had like a week's growth of beard, a baseball cap pulled over my eyes. I'm floating in the middle of the river. Somebody yells out, hey, Damone. <laughs> <laughs> Minutia Men, Celebrity Interview, an OPI show. Only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. All right, uh, Dave, welcome to the show here. We've got Vicki Quaddy. She's one of the rarest of all breeds. This is what she is. She's a Catholic comic. Now, that's not. she's not a comic that happens to be Catholic. She's a comic that does comedy only about being Catholic. <laughs> is, is that a pretty fair thing to say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, uh, I think that, that sums it up. <laughs> if you have seen, and if anybody lived in Chicago you've you I'm sure you have seen late night catechism <clears throat> it's the uh, longest running religious comedy ever if you've seen that you've seen Vicky if you've seen put the nuns in charge or saints and sinners or my favorite ho ho holy night <laughs> uh, you've seen Vicky I've seen a lot of these and as a Catholic this is the one one of the things I wanted to talk about I have to say this uh, you managed to skewer our religion in a way that is somehow pro-Catholic. Oh yeah. How do you it's do very that? Gentle. You know, it puts the whole idea of my shows is to put you back in third grade. You know, <laughs> so that you are right there in front of that nun, and if you didn't have a nun, at least you remember and knew what they did. Um, and and so it sort of you know brings that whole experience back. So we're, we're, what were some? You obviously went to Catholic school and you had nuns. What, sure. who's, oh, who's, who's the Mount Rushmore of nuns for you? Like <laughs> the nuns that, 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 that have given you the most inf- or, uh, most influence, and what are some of the things that they, um, they well, did? Well, the, first of all, your character, what's your character name again? Uh, that you... Well, the, so in, in Late Night Catechism, uh, the character is only known as Sister. Okay. Um, and we never gave her a name because we wanted her to be basically every nun that you remembered. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, in my bingo series, I have you know, Bible bingo and Christmas bingo, and we have a Halloween bingo called Holy Ghost bingo, and, <laughs> and now we're opening Easter Bunny bingo. Yes. Um, but that character is Mrs. Mary Margaret O'Brien. Ah, um, okay. And she's a, she's a former nun, uh, and when she was in the convent, her name was Sister James Joseph Gregory Damascus Fortunatus Thousand Martyrs of Rome. Um, <laughs> a little, that's a mouthful. <laughs> That's the, how does she fit that on her driver's license? Her business cards yeah, must be incredible. Yeah, carpal tunnel for years. Um, yes. So, so who is your Mount Rushmore of nuns? Are there, are there you know some? I, yes, I would have to say it's actually an order of nuns. It's the Adrian Dominicans who taught me in grade school. They were absolutely fabulous because education was so important to them, and. They pushed the girls. They wanted the girls to to do well, um, and I think I think you have to really give those nuns credit that they acknowledged that girls were going to have problems in life. They were the nuns saw it themselves, and they wanted the girls to get a backbone and get an education and really um, 
make something of themselves. Um, and and for those Adrian Dominican nuns, that was that was important, and that's the message that I got. Well, you know, and that's a message that you've you've used in in most of these shows. I I went to one where you had uh, boys against girls. You did a contest, and yeah, you, and, sure you and you totally cheated to let the girls win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is not true. I ask everybody what what they do for a living, and the boys are very smart. And I always say that, look how smart these boys are. Um, and then yes, yeah, so they get slightly different questions. Yeah, but those boys are so smart; they should be able to answer them. <laughs> gotcha. Let's see how that works, Dave. Um, I so I I took my mom to see you in a Christmas bingo not too mm-hmm. long ago, and and she was totally convinced that you were a real nun. <laughs> I, I had to say to her, I know I don't I don't think she is a nun. I don't think she's ever been a nun. Oh yes, she has. She has totally been a nun. Well, I have been adopted by many orders. I am an honorary nun in about a half a dozen different orders. So uh, I stay with I stay at convents when I travel. Do you, you know, really? I, I do shows all over the, the world, really. Um, I was in Singapore last year. Um, the Archdiocese of Singapore invited me to come do a couple fundraisers. And at first I thought it was a Nigerian prince invitation. Uh, $13.6 million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, But it turned out to be real. They wanted me to come and do uh, a couple fundraisers. So, um, and you know, Speaking of fundraisers, don't, don't you uh, donate a portion of some of your shows to, to uh, the nuns? We do a collection. Yeah. Yes, we do a collection at the end of every one of our shows. We give money to uh, the retirement needs of nuns. Um, now, it's mostly the teaching orders, because the hospital orders, the orders that ran hospitals, they're doing okay. They, those nuns had a salary. You know, the money went to the orders. It's the teaching nuns that, that really are in trouble, because um, the money, the little bit of money that we paid for our, our tuition didn't even go to the order of nuns. It went to the, to the school or it went to the parish or it went to the archdiocese or the diocese. Yeah. And... Um, and so now those women are 80s, 90s, and they don't receive a lot of Social Security. Um, and so we decided 25 years ago or more that we would take up a collection and uh, at the end of every one of our shows, and then we give money ourselves um, to That's the different fantastic. orders of nuns. We've actually distributed over $3 million oh, wow. to nuns. Now. Holy crap. <laughs> hey. Oh, yeah, in, within the last 25 years. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. You know, I'm more of an Old Testament guy, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> David but, Stern. Uh, my daughter, Lila, uh, for preschool, we sent her to Wait, a, wait. What was your daughter's name? Lila. L-Y-L-Y. Lila. That's not a very Catholic name. <laughs> yeah, right, right. yeah. That right. is a total mouseketeer name. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Four letters. What and is Lila's sure. middle name? Uh, Miriam. So there we're going okay, to the old. The, there we go into the Old Testament, right? There you go. Um, that's good. And so we, so she went to, you know, she went to Catholic school, and I remember on 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 the eve of Rosh Hashanah, um, we were having dinner with my with my father in law, and she was just taught the sign of the cross, and she mm-hmm. showed Grandpa and Grandma. Well, Grandma's Catholic, so it's fine, but she saw, you know, she she flopped out the she flopped out the cross in front of Grandpa, and you know, you guys are pretty sneaky that way. You were able to infiltrate the the the, the Stern household pretty well. 
It's a gift. Excellent. Right. It's, right. it's a gift. And, and check their box. Yeah, right. And, and also, the, we won the raffle. You guys also, by the way, really good at fundraising. Oh, yeah. And uh, we won for three months in a row. The Jewish family ended up winning the raffle. And I have a feeling that there was probably some, uh, some ire that was from, from, from other people. Well, you know, it starts with the raffle ticket, then we get into your daughter's head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're still buying raffle tickets. <laughs> you know what I like about your shows, Vicky, is the is they're always interactive, right? You mm-hmm. they go into the crowd. My favorite thing is when you like you know, walk up to a, uh, a young lady with a short skirt and and you know Tell her that, uh, you know, you only came here with half of your skirt, uh, you know, that right, sort exactly. of thing. Did you get that outfit on sale? Because it's half off. There's <laughs> right, only exactly. Half off exactly. <laughs> but I'll tell you the truth. Um, when you come into the the audience, you know, I, I am avoiding your gaze because I am terrified <laughs> that you're going to ask me some sort of religious question that I am not going to know the answer to because nobody knows any of this stuff. You ask, you ask the audience and they, they have no idea. You start asking them uh, very deep questions. I mean, you really know your Bible, don't you? Um, I know a lot. Yeah. I know a lot. I mean, I'm still learning. Uh, you know, it's a lifelong education. Well, my, my How fear, you can learn something and then use it. You know, that's the, that's the fun part. My fear is that I, you'll ask me a question, I won't know it, and you'll make me go up to the chalkboard and write, uh, you know, one 100 times, uh, St. Andrew was the patron saint of... <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Actually, you're thinking Anthony. I'm sure you're thinking Shane Anthony. Saint patron saint of lost items. See what I'm talking about here? This is... This yeah, you is guys it. got a saint for everything. Oh, yeah. Do, do you have a saint Oh, for, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Sure. Do you, do you have a saint for I-90 traffic? Because I came to the studio today, and it took me like an hour and a half. Can you uh, can well, you do saint something? Christopher. Saint, saint Christopher. Christopher. Really? Is the, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a patron saint of travelers. Well, get saint, there you go. He'll get, but get they hit. did take him off the list, actually, back in 1969. Really? How come? What do you do? They did. Well, they determined that he probably didn't exist. Oh, oh that's a pretty good reason. How can, <laughs> I, how, how can we become saints? Is there a way? Is there? Oh, no, you don't want to become yeah, a saint. You can. If you die and go to heaven. Okay. Um, let me let me let me rephrase that. When you die and go to heaven, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you become a saint automatically. Oh. You do? It's only a canonized saint. That's uh, oh. those are the saints that we pray to. Otherwise, when you're in heaven, we're all saints. Really? Did not know yeah. that. Oh. I thought you had to well, die a horrible a martyr's a death. Well, yeah, that's only to be a canonized saint, right? Okay. And that's where the big bucks are. Yeah. Right? The can- the, that's yeah. where you get to be prayed to and stuff. That's okay. Yeah. So right. I'll just be They right. name schools after you. Right, exactly. You know, I don't know if you realize this, but you actually blurbed a book for our publishing company. We published Pat Colander's Hugh Hefner's I first. I did. She and, asked me to, yeah. And, and, exactly. you, and Pat passed away last year, just a wonderful woman, and you were a very close friend of hers. You know, mm-hmm. what can you tell us about Pat and her impact? Because she really in Chicago was a really um, you know, influential, influential uh, uh, journalist and, and writer. She was a great writer, and she had a really keen mind. And she had a, Pat had a, a, a way of sensing BS, you know? She knew just exactly how to get around something that she knew was wrong. Uh, I, I knew her for years, and uh, she, she actually came to my wedding. And of course, you can imagine what her wedding gift was. No, what was it? Hmm. 
a set of colanders. Oh, oh good. That's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's and, great. I love that. I think that was her standard wedding gift to everybody. She gave gave everybody a set of colanders. Oh, because that's, of course that's it was her last name. Right. Well, we miss her. Um. Oh yeah. Oh, I miss her a lot. Yeah, yeah, she's something. All right, so before you go, we have to talk to you about your new show. Uh, this is sure. Easter Bunny Bingo, Jesus, Resurrection, and Peeps. <laughs> <laughs> and that yeah. is starting up in just a few weeks. Tell us how you know get tickets, what, what people can expect when they see the show, et cetera. Well, again, it's another interactive show, It's uh, and it's part of my bingo series. And this one's all about um, Easter. Easter and how we celebrate Easter from the resurrection of Jesus, you know, the, 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 the days leading up to, to Easter Sunday, uh, and also the Easter bunny, you know, so you can't, you can't celebrate Easter without looking at both of those, right? Right. And, uh, and Passover comes in there as well. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so we talk about all of that. Uh, the the history, the the traditions, the candy. Who you know talk about the Easter baskets and the candy, and um, movies, Easter movies because there's a thousand Easter movies, and the actors who have played Jesus. Okay. From the sexy Jesus to the German Jesus to the anime Jesus. So who's the sexiest um, Jesus? Who would be the sexiest Jesus in your mind? Oh well, David McCallum played Judas in the greatest story ever told. I don't know if you remember, he was Ilya Kuryakin on The Man from Yeah, Uncle. sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now he's on um, NCIS. Wow, I, I, he's still alive? Yeah, oh yeah, he's still, he's on NCIS. Okay. Were there any, any Jews ever played Jesus? Like, well, the original. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> the original. I like that. Yeah, the original one. He played Jesus because he was Jesus. <laughs> he was great. He, he was, was the best damn Jesus. <laughs> They're still talking about him. <laughs> right. The character arc was unbelievable. So if people want to see this, it's at the Royal George Theater. It's uh, at the Royal George Theater. It opens on March 13th, and it's only five weekends. It's only during the Lenten season. So it's March 13th through April 12th. Oh, we have a late it's Lent a this year. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, there's a Sunday matinee, Friday and Saturday evening. And the tickets are, uh, you can call the box office, which is 312-988-9000. Um, 312-988-9000. And the Royal George is on Halstead. It's Kitty Corner from Steppenwolf. Uh, right. At North Avenue, that's so a nice sixteen forty one North uh, North Halstead. It's right by the Red Line. So anyone who wants to take public transportation, uh, you get off at of the the Clark and the Clybourne um, uh, stop. If you if you are Catholic, um, and you know, even if you're three, not three out of every four Chicagoans <laughs> are, <laughs> you gotta you gotta go see one of Vicky's shows because they are just fantastic and you know we wish you the best we thank you very much yeah. for coming on our show uh and and uh raising our uh, uh our chances of getting into heaven come on let's be honest about it we're just trying to save your soul it here. would really help we could really <laughs> use your help uh so but thanks very much for being on the show and and uh and and we wish you the best. Thanks, Vic. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I, I hope she didn't take offense at some of the the the, the, the barbs we sent, but I'm uh, fairly certain she did not. <laughs> right, you would think. She, well, she obviously had a very good sense of humor. No, you should see the show. It's 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 a great show. Uh, before we go, yeah. we wanted to uh, extend our condolences to uh, former guest on the show 
and a co-author of mine, Brendan Sullivan. He and I wrote the Living Wills together about uh, 10 years ago. Um, he suffered a horrible... Him and his wife and the whole family. Tragedy. Is, yeah, his whole family. They lost their son, Charlie. He had a, a drug overdose, a fentanyl mm-hmm. overdose. And um, he wrote a beautiful uh, story about this uh, called the, the Elephant in the Room. We have posted it on our website, EckhartsPress.com. Please go check it out and read it. Uh, read it to your kids. Yeah. Uh, make sure that uh, everyone knows what's going on out there because uh, we just can't be losing our young people like this. And and this is just a... We went to the funeral over the weekend. There must have been 500 people at the right, funeral. Right. It, it was... Uh, it was just it's tremendously sad, yeah. and we extend our condolences to the Sullivan family. Right, and for and I was it was unbeknownst to me how prevalent this horror is fentanyl. Yeah, me too. Um, it is laced in you know cocaine and you know other drugs, meth, you know meth, whatever. Heroin. And um, I mean, I think thirty thousand people were affected. Were over died last year because yeah. of fentanyl so anyway sorry to end it on a uh, a bummer like that but good but, vibes uh, to the sullivan family. yes absolutely uh special thanks to our executive producer of the show today tony lasano with opishows.com opi is hippo backwards o-p-p-i-h shows.com we're distributed by ed silla with radio misfits great talk radio isn't dead it's just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. It's, right. It's just been eviscerated by a kimono dragon. <laughs> and we'll be back again, Dave and I and our pet lion, <laughs> next week with another episode of Manushaman. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Lasano and friends. Happy to be here today, Cheryl Scott, meteorologist. Hi, Fred Winston, Chicago radio guy. I'm Rob Hart in Chicago. How about that weather? This is a good show to do that. Yeah, what the hell, man? It's, uh, <laughs> I don't th- blame the messenger. I'm not blaming the messenger. <laughs> That's got to be the worst part about being a meteorologist. They blame you for the for, for the sun or the snow or right. whatever. I'm so. like everyone's best friend when it's sunny and 70. <laughs> and like yesterday was everyone's worst friend. Yeah. But I know that weather changes so dramatically. We do seven-day forecasts. And right. I go, well, seven days, it sometimes changes seven times in those seven days. <laughs> <laughs> but science is getting more and more accurate. Oh, it does. So, has the Earth been knocked off its axis? I I, I keep hearing stuff uh, about that uh, from the conspiracy idiots at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and that's exactly what we'll go with. <laughs> Masano and Friends. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com Direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Stay tuned. Rock on TV. Now at the Museum of Broadcast Communications. From Bandstand to Gaga, let's rock on TV. For info and tickets, visit museum.tv. Coming to a podcast near you on the Opie Shows and Radio Misfits Podcast Network, it is And Friends. We are back with Season 3. I'm Sam. I'm Tommy. And I'm Kimmy. We talk about everything and anything you could possibly think of. Tommy, what do you usually talk about? I like to talk about just anything that'll take us down a rabbit hole and start a discussion about it. Kimmy, what are you up to? Well, I have some sex talk for this season, but I've changed it a bit for you boys. Changed it. Because I want to keep it fresh and hopefully make it not as 
raunchy. Oh. But Sammy, what do you got? Oh, I got Florida Man stories that are a little bit shorter and a little bit funnier, I'll have to say so Ooh. myself. But you'll hear all of that on And Friends. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. 